We are live. Welcome to our very first episode of the Make Shop Podcast. I'm Megan Evans, and I'm here with Anusha Moodley. We're excited um, to, to have you join us and to get started with this. Anusha, would you mind uh, kicking us off with a little introduction? Sure. Um, as Megan said, hi, everybody. I'm Anusha, and I'm the owner of Talisa Naturals. I make natural bath and body products Um both for your body and your mind. <laughs> what do you make? Kind of Ooh, Megan. Okay. So from shower steamers to um, body scrubs, uh, to bath fizzy bars, soaps, lip balms, all the wonderful luscious things that your skin and mind need. <laughs> what got you started? Well, um, it all started, I'll try and keep this very short. Um, when I was pregnant with my first child, I was looking for natural products to use on my skin because I became very aware of, um, you know, just the ingredients in um, body products out there. And I was a little concerned about what I was putting on my skin and what my skin would absorb and how it would affect the baby. And so I basically turned towards um, looking for natural products. And then I couldn't find anything that... I felt was safe enough. So I decided to make them for myself. And at the same time, I was, I got into essential oils and, you know, essential oils have such wonderful benefits for your mood. I started incorporating in, uh, essential oils into my natural, into the natural ingredients and realized that, hey, winning formula, it helps, uh, the essential oils really help with my mood um, and the other ingredients, um, you know, help with hydrating my skin. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a winner. It's just a holistic product for body and mind. So, yeah. Wow. That's how I got started. <laughs> and the business only came. So I've been in business for about four years now and um, it actually really started. I, you know, I, I, ha I had always thought about starting a business and well, I had to wait till my kids were in school. So Megan, I'm sure everybody wants to know about you. Um, so totally different kind of path to business on my side. I was a practicing lawyer. It was all I'd ever thought about, all I'd ever wanted to do. Um, but I had a um, longstanding love affair with fashion. But I'm 5'10", which isn't that tall, but all of my heights and my torso. And... Although I think big box stores and brands are getting better about offering like tall jeans, for example, mm -hmm. or um, kind of long pants, pants with longer inseams, no one has done much to offer longer tops or dresses or things that are more dependent on a long torso. Right. Um, so there's been kind of this like gap in the market that if you are tall and your heights and your legs, then you've got some options. But if you're tall and your heights and your torso, you're, it's not so good. Um, and so I just always struggled to find clothes that fit properly. And I actually resorted to taking dresses and having them hemmed, um, wow. and turned into tops. Cause you can always hem something and I can't sew like can't sew to save, save my life. <laughs> and neither can I, not the only one. <laughs> So I would take these dresses to the tailor and have them chop off the bottom half, basically, you know, um, 
And then I'd wear them and people would ask about them. And I'm like, well, you can't buy it as a top, but you can buy it as a dress and whatever, whatever, whatever. So anyways, my husband was like, well, why don't you just like make clothes that are designed to fit tall women? And I was like, well, there's an idea. And so I started figuring out how one actually goes about making clothes because I didn't really know. Like I knew that clothes had to be sewn, but I didn't know the process by which a garment comes to be. Right. So I was Googling like to and from my way to work. Um, I worked for a, a, a big law firm in Georgetown and I rode the bus to and from work. So I would like Google on my phone on the way to and from work <laughs> and realize that like you needed a pattern maker and what is a pattern maker and what is a pattern and what is sampling and what is small run production. So I managed to figure out like what I needed. And then I went about trying to find somebody who would work with me. Cause like I said, I didn't know how to sew, nor did I know how to create a pattern or draw a technical sketch or do any of those things. Um, and I was lucky enough to stumble upon somebody in DC pattern sample. So, um, who specializes in small run production. So they specialize in the development, which means your pattern creation, your sampling, you have to grade patterns and then a small run production. So you're not stuck with like hundreds of a piece of garment. So you may right. only have one to two per size. So I did that. Um, and I launched a collection for tall women in August of 2017. Um, I then in August or summer of 2018 launched a, a collection of quote unquote regular. So like non tall because of requests, um, and then eventually phased out the talls because demand um, just wasn't there as compared to the regulars. But the whole like process of setting up a clothing line and going to markets and trunk shows and pop-ups meant that I got to know a bunch of other small makers, including um, fashion designers in the area. So um, I connected with them and we all kind of longed for a spot that catered to independent brands, especially um, clothing lines. Cause it's one thing to like go to a market and buy a $30 candle mm-hmm. versus like going to a market and buying a $250 right. dress. Right. Um, and so we all struggled with this ability to sell our clothing. And of course online, yes, we're all online, but it's hard to sell a good that no one can see or touch or try on when you're a no name brand. And again, mm-hmm. at the price point that we were selling at because all of our pieces are made in small batches ethically with, you know, high quality materials. And so they're not cheap. So we were all kind of like facing this, these same problems. And I was like, well, what if we had a shop where like people could come shop and try on at any time and like not because markets run like spring, summer and fall. And so like, you know, we were all lugging these pop-up changing tents to markets in July (laughs) you mean you don't want to get undressed in this black pop-up changing tent when it's a hundred degrees outside? Um, and there just aren't many independent boutiques, especially that focus on clothing in the DC area. So I was like, well, what if we had a a shop? Like pop-ups are an opportunity to like more long-term pop-ups are an opportunity to test the market, to see if, our products will actually sell if given kind of the right environment and opportunity to -hmm. do so. Um, So I opened um, what is now called Park Story in Mosaic District in Fairfax, Virginia in October of 2018. 
Um, and I live in DC, but that was just an opportunity that presented itself and it was kind of the right time and a really good low risk opportunity. So that ran from, it was only supposed to be three months, but it ran from October of 2018 through, uh, July of 2019. And, um, I liked it enough that I like wanted to continue running a brick and mortar. Like I, I liked, I liked curating, I liked sourcing, I liked merchandising, I liked interacting with customers. Um, and there was enough interest to make me think that I could actually make the, make a go of it long-term, but because I lived in DC, I really wanted the business to be DC based. So I started looking for a permanent brick and mortar. Um, unfortunately when I closed up in July of 2019, I had no idea what, if anything would come, I thought I had secured a spot on Capitol Hill. Um, but that fell through at the last minute. So when I closed up, I, you know, I'd, I'd hoped to make this big announcement about like, we're closing Mosaic, but you will be able to find us on Capitol Hill starting in September or October, like look forward to our new permanent spot. But of course, wasn't able to do that because that location fell through. Um, but then I found our current space, which is in Chevy Chase, DC in August. And I signed the lease in October and then we opened on October 19th, 2019. Um, and we've been there ever since. And that's, I truly think it's where we're meant to be. So everything happens for a reason, but, um, it's, yeah. So that's been my path. So now I, um, own and operate the brick and mortar. I did not release a, cl- a collection for fall winter 2020 due to the pandemic, but I did release one in the spring. So um, still have been working on the clothing line and balancing that with, uh, with the shop. Um, forgive me if you hear little voices <laughs> calling for mom in the background, but um um, yeah, cause the kids are at home, so it's virtual, it's virtual school. So it's, it's a bit of a juggle, but I it's virtual love, everything. It's, <laughs> it's, and there's no, like, it's funny cause there's no, um, there's just no personal space right now. <laughs> so I try my best, but, um, back to your location and your store. I mean, it's really, really cute and it's in a beautiful neighborhood and just, really lovely neighborhood feel. Um, I actually love visiting. Um, so Megan, (laughs) shall we share the story of how we met? Yes, please. I I'd love to hear it from you. I don't think I've heard your perspective. So when I launched my business, when I seriously launched my business in, um, gosh, it was, I started in 2016, um, but I was ready to go full on 2017 to do a lot of outreach and to get my name out there and to grow the business. I um, had a goal of, well, getting into a store (laughs) in the Mosaic District. And I had an eye on Megan's store. Um, uh, I had an eye on Park's story for a while. Uh, but being new to the whole, uh, being new to business in general was a bit nerve wracking for me. And um, I found it difficult to pitch because I was like, oh, am I, I was very just very self-conscious about pitching. And so finally, I just got the courage and I was like, okay, if, if you want this business to be a business, <laughs> uh, you know, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and reach out. Um, 
So I wrote Megan a very honest, um, straightforward email. I think now in retrospect, it may have been very long for a pitch email. Um, but I shared with her my story and how my products helped me um, just with my mood and just me feeling better after having my first child, you know, having the having postpartum depression um, and how just choosing something natural and how the sense just um, changed my mood and helped me to cope with moments during moments of stress. Um, and I shared pictures of my products. Um, I had just come out with my um, shower steamers then and um, my initial packaging was out and it was ready to go. And so I had pitched Megan uh, and I had asked her if I could uh, meet with her, come to the store and bring product. Um, and I was like, okay, she's never going to answer. <laughs> and because shop owners, store owners receive a lot of emails. Um, I've had people who were gracious enough to write back to me and say, hey, I'm not interested. So uh, in this whole new realm of pitching to stores, I was pleasantly surprised when Megan wrote back to me and said, yeah, sure, come over. Um, I'll take a look at what, what you have. <laughs> so got my stuff ready. Then uh, we made an appointment. Uh, I met Megan and super, super friendly. <laughs> Made me feel completely comfortable because honestly, my heart was, you, you probably don't know this, but my heart was beating so fast because this was such an intimidating situation for me. Um, this whole just pitching and I don't know, but uh, you made me feel extremely comfortable. So it was actually easy for me to show you my product. <laughs> I just um, can't imagine being intimidating. I like I had no idea what I was doing. I was flying by the seat of my pants. I had managed to get myself a storefront by sending an email to Edens. Like, and for those of you who aren't local, Edens is a local um, landlord property owner that. Um, that owns Union Market, which hosts a lot of independent business and, and owns some other properties in the area. And they're, they're large corporate. Um, and I like managed to get a retail space by sending a blind email when I had no brands confirmed or lined up. I didn't even have a shop name. I had no, I'd never done this before. I had no, no idea what I'm doing. So like the fact that I was intimidating to you or that this process was intimidating is just crazy because... I had well, no idea. Well, here's the funny thing. On the other end, right? So when I'm looking at potential uh, retailers, you know, I'm looking at their social media. I'm taking a look at their um, website and obviously want to see if it's a good fit or if they even stock uh, products that I make. Um, and your website looked legit. <laughs> you look very, it looked very professional and... Um, so did your social media. So it was, you know, it was one of my goals. And so that's why it was intimidating for me because I was like, oh, you know, this may be tough to get into again because you it looked so, I mean, everything was put together. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> but again, back, I mean, you made me feel so comfortable um, and it was just easy for me to just share my product with you. And um, you... Yeah, you were the first retailer that um, took a chance on me, and um, here we are. <laughs> I think it just goes to show, like, 
we build up these things in our minds. Like I had the story that I was nobody and who would want to sell their products in my store. Like I am forever and eternally grateful to the brands who said yes to my emails when I said like, Hey, I'm in the process of opening up a pop-up shop and like working to finalize the deals with the landlord, but nothing's been signed yet. Can I sell your products in my store? And like people said yes to that. Um, so I was always so baffled that people wanted to work with me. And I always felt like I was the lucky one. Um, and I still feel lucky when people reach out to me, um, even, you know, like right. I don't know how long it's been, two years plus now that I've been at it. Like, it's just like, I'm nobody to... I'm one shop owner and I'm literally flying by the seat of my pants at all times, trying to figure out things as I go. And um, so, yeah, I'm so glad you reached out to me. And I, I try, I will also say like, I try so hard to respond to um, vendor inquiries, especially if they're personalized. So like the mass emails that are clearly mass emails, um, not so much, but if it is a personalized email and somebody took the time to like, find out my name from the website right. or social media right. and the shop name and our, you know, like those are the things I really try hard to respond to and either say like, no, I don't think you're a good fit or like, yes, I'd love to learn more, you know, or I have these questions kind of things. Cause I think at least for me, like, because I've been on the brand side and on the shop side, like it's so hard just not hearing anything back. Like I just tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say like, I appreciate it. And I know that, you know, everybody's busy and there are only so many hours in the day. But when a retailer writes back to me and says, yes or no, I'm appreciative either way. Because, hey, if it's a no, it's a no, you know, and I don't want to sort of send follow-up emails and then it become sort of burdensome, burdensome for the retailer itself to be like, oh my gosh, I have to open this email. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, like I said, I... I'm thankful for the yeses and the noes. <laughs> yeah, because um, you get to like cross it off your list. And you're yes. like, well, I did that. Like, mm-hmm. and they told me no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, told. I'm I'm 100% with you. And then it closes that out on my end too. It's like, that's been addressed. Um, and I followed up and now I feel, I don't feel like an awful human being deleting the email or what have you. Um, so well, I guess yeah. we can transition to kind of, what gave us the idea for this podcast and what you can kind of expect from us and the podcast? Well, let's talk about how we came up with the idea. Um, I think from my end of things, I think you and I were having a discussion about our different, you know, our challenges, right? We have different challenges, um, but at the same time, somehow, um, they can be similar at times. And uh, so we thought about um, sharing uh, businesses or just talking about businesses and sharing with our audience what smaller businesses go through. So in terms of running their business, what it takes to run their business, how are they getting from point A to point B? What are their goals? How are they getting there? Um because I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and I think we've talked about this, Megan. We've listened to a lot of podcasts where um, 
they're talking about larger businesses that are very well established. Um, and I always, when I listen to those podcasts, I go in hoping that I'm going to learn something, but then I realize, yes, I do learn something, but it's not applicable mm-hmm. to where I am right now in my business. Yep. And yeah. so us having the discussion about, hey, maybe we should look further into talking to small and medium-sized businesses, maybe that could help, you know, everyone else that's feeling the same way. Yeah. I think a lot of podcasts, which I enjoy listening to, and it's not like you're saying, not that you don't learn anything, but there's a lack of talking about the nitty gritty. So like exactly how do you get into a store? Do you email, you know, like let's talk about the very basics involved in business. And sometimes I think that those things are left out. Um, and that's the essential information that I need and want to know. And, or I just want to, to be able to relate to another small business and, and the problems that they're, they're facing. Like, for example, I'm a huge fan of how I built this, but unfortunately, like seeking investors and series A and B stocks and going public is not something that I have experience with or expect to ever experience in the lifetime of my business. Um, but you know, how to approach a landlord to secure a retail space or pop-up space or how to, you know, land a, uh, how to, how to become a stockist in a store. Like those are things that we face. Um, and those are challenges that I think we have something to offer and, or like we know people who can help. So like, absolutely. Like, um, you know, one of the things you and I have talked about and I've talked about is, okay, how do I scale? Because I've reached a certain point, I'm now at capacity. Well, how do I scale? Um, And I can't find that out right now from podcasts, you know, about well-established businesses. So again, like you said, there could be somebody out there um, that would love to hear. I mean, I would love to hear how some um, businesses start out and how they eventually scale to where they want to be, you know? And it's so like, the, I think the idea is that Anusha provides the maker's perspective. So she physically, if it's not clear, like she physically makes the products that she sells. So she's coming up with the blends, the, the product ideas, the blends, um, and then she's physically making them. Um, so uh, she has, you know, the brand perspective as well as the maker, the actual maker perspective. And then I kind of offer the shop owner perspective. Um, and the hope is that we will bring in an interview, one person per episode who is either a shop owner or maker, or is somebody who is, um, supportive to, to those types of business ideas. So like an accountant or a bookkeeper or a social media manager or a photographer, um, somebody who, who offers support to our businesses and can, can either talk about like how they built their business. Cause I think we can all learn from how that happens and, or like, uh, things that we should be doing in our right. businesses or could be doing in our businesses to, to improve and or grow them. Um, so you don't have to listen to us every episode. <laughs> no, you don't. And I just, yeah. And like, I was sort of thinking about us, you know, living 2020, living through this pandemic and, um, you know, small businesses doing a lot of research just on statistics and 
how small businesses are the backbone of the American economy and how we can keep it keep it going, keep it strong. I think um, this is a little way for us having this podcast to keep, like I said, to keep the community strong, to keep small businesses strong. Because if we learn from each other, we can grow. Exactly. And we can only yeah. grow stronger. Um, and so yeah. the goal is like when you leave or leave or so when you're done listening to our podcast that you leave with um, something that you can use a piece of information that can help you or something that you can apply or some, or maybe you have a lead or maybe you have a photographer you can contact. So the ultimate goal is to be able to help the small business community, um, whether you're a retailer or a maker. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know everything and we're also excited to learn through this. Yes. yes. Um, because I think it'll, it will connect us to others as well. And I'm so excited to, to hear from other makers and shop owners and people in the creative community um, about how they've built their businesses and, and what they offer and what they do um, that can hopefully, I can then hopefully apply to, to Park Story. Absolutely. Um, same here on my end. Um, so just a brief update on what's coming. So over the next couple of episodes, I think Megan, episode two is going to be a spotlight on you, right? I think that's the plan now. We'll see if we, <laughs> we stick to that. I don't know if we need any more of my background at this point, but and, yes. <laughs> and, yeah. Cause I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more that you could share, especially for up and coming designers. Um, and like you said, you had zero experience um, with how to make clothing, how to, um, you know, getting samples. So I think that should be very helpful um, for somebody who's also looking to start, but don't, you know, just has no experience. Yes. I can walk you through exactly what you're looking for, how to get started, what trade shows you want to go to, what kind of fabric minimums and quantities you would be looking for and all of that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I know you used to talk to me uh, about sample sales and I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. And yeah. I think so episode three will be a little bit more about me, how I started the business, talking about um, just the product itself, safety, how I um, blend products and um Besides the blending, just the process of, you know, getting a product out to market as well as how I um, got into a few retail stores. And you also source raw materials too. Yes, I do source raw materials. Oh my goodness. Of sourcing than like what I do and what I have experience with, which I'm sure would be helpful to folks who... Who are anything Absolutely. from candle, Absolutely. candle makers to bath and beauty yes. to um, even and food. I, I even would food, yeah. From <laughs> some of what you have to say. Yeah, and yeah. Sourcing, I mean, so, uh, yes, sourcing apps. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I wanted to start talking about it, but I was like, oh, hold, hold off, hold off. <laughs> wait. wait till episode three. <laughs> and then we're going to host our first guest. Um, and so then you really won't hear as much from us. Um, so we'll be interviewing a guest. So either a maker, a shop owner, or again, like somebody who is a, 
offers support or services to somebody like Anusha or I. Um, and we'll just continue thereon with guests. Um, I don't think we have a website at this point. <laughs> but no, we, we do. Don't. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but we do have um, an Instagram, oh, Instagram page. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is, oh goodness, I should double check this before I announce. I think it is Make, make Shop Podcast. There you go. Did you so find it? It is. I did. And that's, that is correct. It's at Make Shop Podcast. Um, so you can follow us there for more information when episodes drop um, and when we launch a website and kind of what, what we're up to. Um, we, as always, are open to ideas, feedback. Like uh, if you're interested in being a guest, please reach out. If you have ideas for guests we should host, please reach out. Um, if there are things you would like us to cover or talk about, please let us know. Um, we- oh, Megan, yes. Uh, let us know. Uh, we have an email address. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So it is our email? <laughs> makeshoppodcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so at least things are consistent. We, we've, we're good on that front. Um, so yes, you can email us or DM us on, um, Instagram. So it's make shop podcast and that's the Instagram. And it's also the Gmail address where you can reach us. And hopefully if we haven't lost the opportunity, um, to snag it, that will also be our domain name. Domain name. Yep. All right. Well, I think that concludes our very first episode of make shop and hopefully you'll come back for more. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.